I like drinking beer and I like talking hockey when I get to do both. I feel pretty lucky. Oh, let's get fucked up. Hey, welcome to another episode of Let's Get Fucked Up. We've been firing off quite a few recently as there's actually been a lot of stuff going on in the NHL. Today we're doing a live entry draft episode which is also going to be a bit of a reaction to the expansion draft and all the crazy trades that are going on right now. Um, I'm your host, Robin Coymans, and I am drinking a Phillips Brewing Co. Electric Unicorn White IPA. Oh, and uh, the weather is starting to go a little haywire just outside my, my window. Um, I've got Wyatt oh, Donowski. Sorry. <laughs> I thought there was a pick right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just uh, the the hockey gods being uh, upset with the Chicago Blackhawks for trying to uh, <laughs> distract from all the, the crazy crap that's going on with that franchise right now, thinking that the Seth Jones trade is going to lure our eyes away. But uh, I got Wyatt Donowski sitting across from me via Zoom from Winnipeg. Wyatt, how are you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing good. I'm drinking Boxed Squared, which is, I'll show you this, 9.5%. <laughs> Double box, <laughs> a double box. So you know it's going to be a good night because, like, how what beer can you match with the amount of insanity that's happened in the past like four hours? So you're matching the AAV for Seth Jones there with your percentage. <laughs> it's a beer dedicated to Seth Jones. New contract. And <laughs> getting paid for the next was it eight years? Yeah, yeah, it's absurd. So. <laughs> We've, we've already, well, there's some lightning. Um, my electric unicorn has inspired the, <laughs> the weather to, uh, ooh, that's a big rumble, to uh, <laughs> act in kind. Hopefully our electricity doesn't go out here. Um, in any case, let's start things off, even though we've teased out a lot about the Seth Jones trade with our uh, thoughts on the expansion draft that Seattle just had. So um, Wyatt, what are, your, what are your first thoughts? What are your takeaways from what you saw um slash what was tweeted out by frank saravalli seven hours prior to what you saw on wednesday uh i loved it because i didn't want to have to watch the expansion draft so <laughs> so i i very much enjoyed it and like kudos to him he's doing his job and kudos to the nhl for giving a 10-hour window after they you submit your picks like what's wrong with you so so like i don't know i think it's um uh, but I think it's like pretty, uh, like the team overall, I, I, I don't think it's Vegas. I don't think it's going to be like, um, I was shocked that there's no side deals actually, but I think it's more, I think Francis is planning for the future and free agency because he has a butt ton of cap space, uh, available, but, um, Hey, the guy that I wanted them to pick for the jets got picked. So that's a big win for me. So overall, good job, Seattle. Just FYI, I'm in the midst of a hailstorm right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's coming down like crazy. Um, yeah, this is wild. I have not seen it rain or hail this hard like ever in this city. But is uh, it? You see it coming, or is it just random? Um, sorry. Did you see it coming? Like, did you uh, see like a little bit? But this is still just like intense. Um, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, uh, yeah, like, you, so, so you're saying this team's not going to compare with the, the Vegas Golden Knights. I, I don't think anyone was really expecting them to. That was a bit insane what happened in Vegas <laughs> that first year. Um, 
but yeah, I personally, I was a little disappointed in the picks that Seattle made. I felt it was pretty underwhelming. I, I, I kind of like, yeah, like you, you were saying you were shocked by the lack of side deals there. I felt like the only logical explanation for a lot of the moves that were made were that there must've been side deals and there must've been trades announced on the side, but that was <laughs> evidently not the case. Um, yeah, just, just shocking that uh, they would go with what's his face from Philadelphia <laughs> and not, uh, and not pull off the side deal that Arizona pulled off the next day to get Shane ghost to spare for along with a second and a seventh round draft pick. Like if that kind of deal was on the table, I don't understand why Seattle didn't broker that for themselves to acquire a defenseman who still has some offensive potential um, only has a 4.5 million cap hit. That's not that bad as we'll talk about defensemen with much bigger cap hits coming up soon um, and would have gotten two pretty decent draft picks out of it. So yeah, I was, I was surprised. Um, the only saving grace you could say maybe for them in this draft is that they uh, have a ton of cap space, which if they don't use it well now, this looks like a complete idiotic bust on their, on their part, the, this expansion draft. Yeah, like how do you not take Max Domi or Jonathan Drouin? Did they pick Kulak? No, they picked Kale Flurry. They wanted the Flurry brothers. They they they, they knew how good Mark Andre Flurry was for the <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights, so they thought we'll double up on the Flurries, much like you doubled yeah. up on the Bach there. Yeah, or and like the biggest, like I guess the biggest news that they had was like we dra- we picked Chris Drieger. That was like the biggest, yeah. or like George really was like the the face that was there to like introduce them. I was like, you could have picked more players that are higher caliber, but yeah, I don't know. Like I was shocked. I thought for sure there would be a bunch of side deals for a bunch of players that were clearly like you didn't pick any, like you didn't pick any of like the good players from uh, like Tampa, I think. And then like nothing was made. So I don't know. They did take any gourd. I thought that was a, Oh, true. I, think, I think that was the best pick they could have made from Tampa with who was available, but I'm surprised like if they have this cap space, and they're going to weaponize it. Why not make a side deal for Tyler Johnson where you get a first or second round pick to take on his salary yep. as well. He's a local and, Seattle guy and you need centers. And I think like Francis said, like a lot of GMs didn't want to be embarrassed by the amount of side deals that they that they uh, had last time or the players that exposed. So I think there was like more of like, I didn't want to be embarrassed by the expansion again. So I think a lot more GMs were very hesitant on, on that, but when you're (laughs) asking, which I get, but like that, that, that leads you to ask the question, did you want to be embarrassed during the Vegas (laughs) expansion draft? Like, was that the modus operandi going into that one? Or that rumor of like, Oh, if you want to protect a player, it's going to be a first and a third. You think like that was insane like way too high probably yeah Yeah. and the fact that francis didn't budge off of that i think was pretty stupid on his part because it was obviously a high price and i mean like go ahead and try and start with that as your like negotiation tactic by all Mm -hmm. means uh but that shouldn't be also like a set thing either like all of these players have very different circumstances like i can understand that for maybe like a matt duchene type where you're like give us a first and a third for us to take on that terrible contract but it shouldn't just be flat across the board. You need a first and a third to like protect certain people. That was way too much. And they should have come down from that. They should have just been reasonable 
and seen it as like a case by case or a circumstantial thing. Um, yeah, overall, very disappointed. Um, I and, and we didn't even get like, 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 I think that they were smart to stay away from Price and ultimately smart to stay away from Tarasenko, but it would have at least given the fans something to cheer about besides just like Brandon Tanev's insane headshot. Like there's <laughs> nothing that think- they could really leave that draft with to be like super excited about, I think. Yeah, like picking Geeky and not picking Jake Bean, who just got traded at Columbus, by the way, for a second, um, oh is insane. <laughs> like, like, how do you not pick Bean in that? And then how do you reveal that there's no side deals that were there? You just like picked Geeky over Bean? <laughs> like, what? I, yeah, I, all I can guess is that Jake Bean isn't six foot five because it seemed <laughs> like every single player that they picked that was a defenseman had to be six foot five. And, uh, uh, without knowing Jake Bean's height, that would be my assumption. Um, it felt like they they thought they were good already in terms of like puck moving defensemen with uh, like Vince Dunn and Mark Giordano. Maybe they were like, we don't want to crowd that too much, but still like you take the best player available and then you flip them. Like they could have flipped Jake Bean for a second round pick. Like you just said was <laughs> occurred. So I don't think they'd get a second round pick for Morgan Geeky right now. I think they would probably get a third or a fourth to be honest. Um, I I think their defense and I think their goaltending is the best part of their team, which I guess isn't saying that much, but like they have a pretty solid defense, defensive core, but like, where are they going to score goals? Like, yeah, like I think uh, Brandon Tanev is, is projected to be their first line. (laughs) Like Mason Appleton is top six, which is like not, I mean, Mason Appleton top six doesn't hurt as much as Brandon Tanev top line, but <laughs> neither, neither, is, neither is great. And uh, it, it does feel maybe a little harsh on our end to be, well, on my end especially, to be critiquing them this, this plainly and this uh, dramatically when they still have 32 million or so to work with on the cap. They could still trade some of their like extra players. But I'm just shocked that the only deal that they've done since the draft itself was the Tyler Pitlick for a fourth. Like, I, That's I it. just like what are they what are they doing? I I don't understand. I just you know you, so you, you just faster than this. You just keep going like oh probably free agency is going to be big for them. But like if they don't do anything during free agency, you're like oh don't worry. In the season they'll make a lot of deals at like the trade deadline, and like just they, gotta, just keep they, they have this, to hit the, they have to hit the cap floor somehow. So they better sign one of Landeskog or Hamilton or they're like what was this exercise for? Yeah. Who or make pick? a run at an RFA, which no one ever does. Like, but maybe sign an offer sheet for someone. Who did they pick from Colorado? Uh, Donskoy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which makes so, sense. I, I'm okay with the Donskoy pick, but I think that the, if they're saving all this cap space for something, they need to either trade for Jack Eichel, or make a run and get, or, or make a run at Landeskog and Hamilton and get one of them, um, and. St- Maybe they're just playing for the future, but that's the wrong play. Like, yeah, this is this is you an expansion it. draft format that is way kinder and friendlier than any previous expansion draft format, and they're in a weak, weak Pacific division, so they should be <laughs> aiming for second place in that division right now because it's 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 doable, it's tenable. And was it? I think Granger uh, messaged us today or yesterday with a list of how a roster had been put together with the remaining players that had been left unprotected that looked far better than uh, Seattle's actual picks team. 
and I and I I did the like a, a rough edition of contracts there because you were saying you think they might be not cap compliant. I think they would be cap compliant. That team. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. I trust I trust Ron Francis. I think he's one of the more competent ones in the business for for being a GM. Uh, but yeah, I guess we'll just wait and see. But um. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit it's a shame because I really wanted people to get fleeced, and mm-hmm. not a lot of people got fleeced. So, oh well. Yeah, um, I'm I'm worried about the team in the hands of Ron Francis right now. To be honest, he seems way too conservative, and uh-huh. I think that this was a big opportunity. Like, you don't get a do over on an expansion draft like this. Um, mm-hmm. It was an opportunity to take advantage of teams in a flat cap world that's going to be a flat cap for the next three years or so, and they mm-hmm. just didn't do it and now other teams are jumping in arizona is doing what seattle should have been doing and Mm. columbus is doing what seattle should have been doing and it's very frustrating um for me to see i'm not i'm not a fan of the kraken but like i've wanted (laughs) them to do better than this their Um, fans of two weeks ago are just right pissed (laughs) so i think we've spent enough time uh raking them over the coals maybe we'll talk about some of these deals that have gone down uh while we're waiting for the first overall pick before we move on do you think they're a playoff team um i still think that they should be a playoff team because they have to fill out that cap space and all signs point to them being able to spend close to the cap like their Mm -hmm. ownership group has given them that permission so with like 32 million still to play with i think that they should be a playoff team it's a weak division and uh i don't know uh, Vancouver's better next year after this after this trade that they just made. Not probably for the future, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a team that's putting more, putting their chips in, maybe making it a bit more difficult. But uh, I still think Seattle should be a playoff team. What do you think? I think they will. I think they'll barely get in. They're not. I think like they'll be one of the wild card teams, but I think they will be able to get in because. Uh, What's an expansion team without making the playoffs, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First year. <laughs> it, it is the expectation now. Um, <laughs> so maybe we'll kick things off. Oh, oh, oh uh, before. Uh, so there's a tweet. So this guy on Twitter runs the Atlanta Thrashers. Uh, uh, like, they, he bought the Atlanta Thrashers, like, Twitter page. And he just, like, compares what it was like for the Thrashers comparatively to, like, what the expansion teams are doing now. He said, the best player that they could have gotten was Yannick Tremblay. <laughs> like, do you remember Yannick Tremblay? Like, that I, was do, I do, player. but that's because I played a lot of NHL 2000 and NHL 2001 <laughs> back in the day. So I remember him being like a right-handed shot who could hit, had like a 75 rating on EA Sports uh, games. And that was where he, that's where he topped out, I think. And then, and then like Seattle could have chose Price or Tarasenko or landeskog or like just these top three players of the like are just insane so yeah yeah but we can move on i think and, they'll make the play and the, the funny thing is like i'm perfectly okay with them having chosen done over tarasenko based on his contract and based on the, the the situation there not knowing what tarasenko is at this point i'm perfectly okay with them not choosing carrie price as well because his contract <laughs> is terrible um and i just I think too many people are blinded by what he can do in the playoffs. Um, he's He was a 901 save percentage goalie this past season in the regular season. And he's been like under 910 more often than not in the last six or seven years. But anyway, yeah, we can move on. So 
Um, the oh, first trade. Pick from, is, the pick oh, is in. <laughs> you got it in. It's in. Yeah, Buffalo. Buffalo is gonna mess up this draft by picking someone completely off the board. No, they did Owen Power. So, uh, yeah, that's expected. Ah, <laughs> oh, oh. the next Tyler Myers, first overall pick. <laughs> wow, Buffalo has fans. <laughs> what? Really? People are excited. <laughs> To wear a jersey that's the buffalo sabers oh those they are not social distancing there oh no <laughs> and, and the u.s is blowing up right now so that's not not the best look but okay um in any case yeah own power i think that's probably the right pick um it's a yeah. safe it's a safe pick for first overall i think there's like from everything i've read he's the closest thing to a consensus pick but uh yeah, it's a wide open top ten or twelve players this year. It's going to be crazy to see what happens. I think I think he goes back to Michigan because yeah, I think he's already said he's going to do that. Why would you play for the Buffalo Sabers? <laughs> yeah. Like next year, they're going to have no one. They're going to they've already they've already traded Rasmus Ristolainen. <laughs> so what's what's left after that? <laughs> oh man, but he would he would honestly be what first pairing d and first power play if he stepped in right now um no i don't think it'd be first power play like rasmus dalian should still have that on lock i think but um it two rasmuses yeah well three if you count rasmus asplund as well but uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, but they do now have two two rasmuses or two rasmi if you will um yeah so i i think it's a good pick um i think you'd probably have a chance to run the second power play if you were to step in right now, but yeah, Rasmus Dalian should still have that first power play quarterback spot. Um, yeah. Any additional thoughts on that pick, Wyatt? Uh, cool last name. <laughs> like, yeah. Does anyone know if his dad is like max power or anything like that? I'm, I'm wondering what, what do you give, what's the over under of when he requests a trade from the Buffalo Sabres? <laughs> uh, 2025. <laughs> So four years from now, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, I guess now it's wide open, eh? Yeah. So now, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be Maddie Benier's second, but we'll see. Um, maybe we'll quickly just talk about the Alex Nadelkovic trade that was made yesterday. So, you mean uh, robbery that happened? The fleecing, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, what, what was... Don Waddell slash Tom Dundon. What were they thinking? Um, it, giving it up has to be, has to be Don, it has to be Tom Dundon. Just I don't think it was Waddell. I think it was all Dundon. But continue. <laughs> no, just the fact that so Nadelkovic, sure, it's a short, small sample size, but he led the league in goals against average and save percentage last year in his rookie year. Um, he's got a decent pedigree. I know his AHL save percentage was 904 across the board. So not great, but a lot of goalies actually have improved save percentages when they graduate from the AHL to the NHL, which is counterintuitive almost, but it just happens. I don't know why. I, I can't remember why the reason is for that, but uh, it seems to be a, a trend. Um, yeah. I think Nadelkovic is well worth 3 million a year in a two-year contract. Um, even worth 3.5, which was apparently his asking price that Tom Dundon balked at. So I don't know what they're doing. They get a UFA older goalie who's like not as good as Nadelkovic and Jonathan Bernier, who they might not sign, and a third-round pick. Seems very stupid to me. So uh, good on Steve Eiserman. He's proving yet again that he's one of the best GMs out there. 
Yeah, like to have. He was a Calder finalist, wasn't he, Dukovic? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think he was there with uh, Kaprizov and Robertson. Like you don't give a Calder like finalist a a qualifying offer. You don't match. Like you don't pay yeah. him three point five mil over like for average annual value. Like that's crazy to me. Like and and do they have any goalies anymore? No, they have none. None <laughs> under team control. Like Morazic and Bernier and Reimer are all UFAs. Um, <laughs> oh, well, pick, is in. pick is in. Yeah. Woo. Oh, trade alert. Oh, wait, no, sorry. That was Jake. Just, yeah, Jake. Man, Francis looks good. <laughs> yeah, Matthew Beniers makes sense. They need centers. He could honestly be their first line center right now with their depth chart. <laughs> <laughs> oh nice he's also from michigan isn't he yeah first time the, one two i think the from the same like oh. team or like oh. at least the same college team their zoom is not going well oh. <laughs> our zoom is better <laughs> <laughs> oh wow that's yeah so he could easily look at the schnoz on that guy i know eh? yeah is he Oh, he's from uh, America. Okay, cool. I was like, I've never seen him before, but yeah. Mm-hmm. He seems good. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, he doesn't have as high of a ceiling as a lot of the other guys in the draft, from what I've read. Um, I think they say he tops out as like a Patrice Bergeron type, which is still yeah, great. Point, but, point per game with Michigan last year, so that's pretty good. Yeah. He's he's a very defensively sound center. Um, good two-way forward. Oh, yeah, you can't – yeah, I think that's a good value pick probably. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think he said he models his game after Patrice Bergeron. <laughs> probably better than Patrick Line at number two. Am I right or am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I feel like there's one more thing I wanted to say about Nadelkovic, but I'm, I'm blanking on it now. Um, I'll, I'll just like, – get back to it, I'm sure. Clearly, clearly, like, um, that was an, I think that was an ownership decision, which is so dumb, but like, he was like, he was good. And I guess like, they just don't want to pay goalies in Carolina. Yeah. This is what they but don't I mean, they're going to, they're going to have to pay a goalie at least $3 million. Like that's what you have to do <laughs> unless you're Toronto with Jack Campbell. Like <laughs> I can't wait till they sign Bernier for 3.5 million. Or yeah, two that's, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Like Bernier <laughs> is a three to $3.5 million goalie. I don't know what they're thinking. <laughs> so um yeah i guess what i was gonna say i just remembered was the closest comparable i could think of was to nadelkovic is jordan binnington probably when he signed his extension after the blues stanley cup now granted he won a stanley cup but his save percentage and numbers in the playoffs were actually worse than nadelkovic's were nadelkovic mm-hmm. had like a 920 save percentage was one of the better players on the carolina hurricanes during their playoff run even though they did throw Morazic in there for like a game and a half two games or whatever um i I feel like so so Bennington and when he signed his contract, he got two years eight million. So I think two years seven million or even two years six million, which Nadelkovic ultimately signed in Detroit, is very reasonable. And I know it's a flat cap now, but I think I'm pretty sure the cap was like probably a tiny bit lower when Bennington signed his contract. Or I guess the same. I don't know. I guess the most important question is how is your keeper team gonna do with with Nadelkovic playing for the lowly Detroit Red Wings. Oh, great. I should have I made that trade for Mackenzie Weger when I had the chance. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, <laughs> I'm not feeling great about that. Uh, I still, have, I, I st he's still in my minor system, so I could still figure something out. But uh, no, I do. I don't think he makes the team better, though. I think Detroit will win more games than yeah. this. Yeah, yeah and, and they're they're on the right trajectory. Like, I don't believe in them yet, but I think that they will become good while he is still a goalie for them, hopefully. Um, anyway, maybe we can move on to talking about the Shane Ghostis-Bear trade. We kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier, but Arizona gets Shane Ghostis-Bear and a second and seventh round pick in this draft, and no return goes back Philly's way. <laughs> So, yeah, this, this is a coup for Arizona, weaponizing cap space as they should, uh, um, basically just doing what the Kraken should be doing. Uh, what do you think on that one? Yeah, like, good for them. Um, he used to be good, like, what, yeah. four years ago? He's still he only 26 years old. Like, he could – or yeah. 27, maybe. He could rebound easily. And he was looking a bit better this last year than he did the previous two, I think. So, with yeah. a new – with, big, with a, a bigger opportunity in Arizona – supposedly i don't know like jacob chikrin's still going to run the first power play but maybe he'll get the second power play and get 20 21 minutes a night i could see him doing okay doing perfectly fine there yeah i don't think he's a shutdown guy but i think he'll be no. like a pretty good like points and like trying to you know get people like i think he'll probably rack up a bunch of assists and i think he's like decent but yeah. i don't think he like, didn't he win the – or he was in the Calder conversation, wasn't he, when he first – I think so, broke? yeah. And he's he's maybe a tad overpaid right now at $4.5 but he's still young enough that that contract could look okay if he has if he just plays decent hockey, like not even to his full potential, but like two-thirds potential. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm okay yeah, with I, that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I Like, I think Philly wanted to get rid of him, so that's and, that's and, the – and again, they wanted to get rid of them and Seattle did nothing, which just shocks me. <laughs> um, so then we have the one Seattle Kraken trade. I'm just going down TSN Trade Center here was Tyler Pitlick for a fourth. Um, yeah, it doesn't really move the needle much. I think if they'd selected Christian Fisher, they could have gotten a third that, round pick for him. And <laughs> that's really good for the, the Flames, actually. Like... They're going to lose Derek Ryan this year, I think. And Derek Ryan, he, I think he's a better version of Derek Ryan. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like younger, he can like, he he's very good defensively, I think better than Derek Ryan is. So uh, I think that's great for Calgary. And yeah, very weird how they just like picked and flipped him. And that was the only flip I think they had. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and it's, it's so confusing to me because they, they were obviously putting a premium on cap space and going young. And yet they picked Tyler Pitlick, who's, $750,000 more expensive than Christian Fisher, five years older than him, and basically does the same thing. Yeah. So I'm confused why they did that. They could have easily picked Fisher and probably got a, a third for him if they felt like they needed to trade him. Um, sorry, just, I'm just going to pause it for a sec. All right, so we just had to pause for a second there as I fielded a phone call from someone who was unfortunately <laughs> not breaking news to me. I was feeling a little uh, insidery there for a second, but no. Um Anyway, the pick is in for the Ducks at three. It is Mason. I am not Craig's son, McTavish. No, it's um, don't Craig. <laughs> don't call me Craig McTavish. He, he is wearing a helmet, so I can confirm not Craig McTavish. Um, yeah, this, this is a little earlier than I expected him to go off the board, to be honest. Um, what do you think, Wyatt? Any thoughts on he's, this pick? Uh, he's good. Uh, I don't know him, but like... He seems like uh, he's like a pure scorer, isn't he? 
Um, I think he also like throws the, his body around. He's a bit of a power forward esque, like not quite full on power forward, but he can like a he, he like a young dirty... Dustin... sorry, like a young Dustin Penner. Yeah, <laughs> 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 well, that might be a, a, that might be like selling him a little short as a comparable, <laughs> but <laughs> but Dustin Penner, I guess, did have like one thirty goal season to his name, so. Yeah, sure. I think young Dustin Penner. The best part about this draft is that you have no idea how it's going to go. And like, yeah. this could be a great pick. This could be the worst pick of the draft. And yeah, like, like probably two months, two months ago, Mason, Mason McTavish would have been picked like 25th overall, but he had a really, really? good, he had a really good under 18 tournament and that vaulted him up the board like crazy. And that, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, even like, even like two weeks ago, I was looking on elite prospects and they had him ranked like 11th overall. And they were like, in their like uh, oh. median ranking. And then you just see more like updates and updates from people with their mock drafts. And you keep seeing him rise and rise and rise to the point where he was like fifth or sixth average leading into the draft. And now he goes third. So do you, th- do you think it's uh do you think it's because he's a center? That's why yeah, so it high. feels, it feels like a Yasperi cock and Yemi type of uh, pick really, where it's a guy who just rose and rose. And because he was a center, he gets picked a bit earlier than expected. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So maybe a Sperry Kotkaniemi is a good comparable to him. I don't know. But I feel like he might be a bit more physical than Kotkaniemi. Uh, yeah, so. All right, cool. Way to go, Anaheim, I guess. I don't know. I think that they, centers they have, a need. they have a lot of young young forwards? They do, but not, none of them have really panned out the way they were hoping so far. Like Sam Steele's kind of regressed a little. Max yeah. Jones hasn't done much. I mean, Max Comtois has been decent. Yes, yeah. he's the one you can point to. But uh, yeah, like Get Getzlaff is probably done in Anaheim, and they don't. He's not going to move the needle anymore. And like, yeah. what does that leave them with? Is their first line center Adam Henrique? Like, <laughs> I don't know. They're, they they need they need some good centers. And I think they drafted Jacob Perot last year, who I think can play center, but he's still a ways away, and he was and he's not a sure thing. So, okay. So this makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe we can, uh, as we're waiting for the devil's pick to come in. Oh, I'll, I'll predict they'll they will pick the younger Hughes kid. Yeah. I think, I think we all are guessing that's what's going to happen. I'll be shocked if it doesn't, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Um, it seems we'll like, it seems like matching brothers is very important these days. <laughs> Seth Jones. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which we'll get him, to in a sec. Give him nine point five. Yeah. yeah, let's just just give just do his entry level and then immediately give nine point five to Luke Hughes. <laughs> oh, cool! Yeah, I think his comparable could, uh, might even be Seth Jones. Wow, they said for best available players, Mason McTavish was ranked nine. Wow, he went early. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right, so. Uh, We've alluded to it a little bit, but the Rasmus Ristolainen trade we should maybe talk about, especially since it impacts the draft. There's one of the picks involved is going to be coming up, I think, 14th overall, Um, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, Ristolainen goes to Philadelphia. Buffalo gets Robert Hag, a first round pick, which is the 14th overall one. And then, oh, I think I messed up earlier. I was saying the picks to Arizona were this year. They're actually 2022, but this oh. for Buffalo is 2021 first round pick. And then a 2023 second round pick. So that's a lot for Ristolainen, I think. And yeah. Ristolainen 
it's not good. He's not a good defenseman. He's no. not good offensively. He's not good defensively. He was playing on Buffalo, but like, do you think Buffalo was worse because he was playing there? Possibly. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's not out of the realm of, of possibility. He's truculent AF, but uh, that in that's tall. what some people like, I guess. I don't know. I'm surprised Brian Burke didn't trade for him, but he's tall. He's a tall, big guy. That's basic. He's like Myers, but worse. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he blocks and throws hits like crazy and doesn't do a whole lot else except get burned and beaten and pucked out. Like, just, yeah, not not the best defenseman around. But, sure, first oh. and the second Robert Hag. And he's, he's paid more than he should be, too. All right, let's see who the Devils select. Wow, like, the new like the pandemic is over in the states eh? <laughs> like, it's been over like, it's been over for like two months my goodness <laughs> yeah luke hughes there you go so all right that makes sense i mean got to keep jack happy I, really that's <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it's the i don't think it's necessarily the right choice at number four but it's not an outrageous choice I think like he's he should have been picked anywhere between four and nine. So oh, all right, yeah, yeah. Like you think? Do you think his name vaulted him up, vaulted him up there? Yeah, for sure. Like yeah. I think it probably pushed him up a little bit. But then you also have I, I've been hearing things from some scouts just listening to podcasts saying that Cole Sillinger, who's the son of Mike Sillinger, if you remember that guy. Yeah. A journeyman played for like 12 teams, I want to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. He is actually someone's pick, one of the scouts' picks for most underrated player in the draft. And they're like, it's weird. Normally, like the nepotism in the NHL runs so strong that this couldn't happen, but <laughs> they believe Cole Sillinger could be the most underrated player in the draft. Well, I don't think New Jersey's going to get better. So, like, I don't know. Well, they're they're sneakily not doing a bad job. Like I think that the Ryan Graves trade made sense for them, and uh, I don't know. They they've got a lot of guys who, if they live up to their potential, they could do well. But yeah, there's there's a lot of youth that they're trying to bank on right now, and they need they need Nico Heischer to put it all together as well. Oh, like uh, like PK. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what PK Subban's doing on that team still, but. <laughs> Yeah, There's another another guy, player. Seattle. Get PK Subban. <laughs> yeah, Just get like, New what? Jersey to retain like 40% of the salary and get like a first round pick or a second round pick along with him because that's the, the going rate for Shane Ghost to spare who makes half of what PK Subban makes. Like is Ron Francis too much of a nice guy? Like bully He's kids, too people friggin' like conservative. Yeah, bully teams into like making bad deals. <laughs> like, like you have to negotiate. You can't just say this is my this is what I want, and then if they don't need it, just say okay. I guess we're not getting a trade done. Like just yeah, haggle. Yeah. yeah, go to China for like two weeks. Yeah, learn learn <laughs> how uh, learn how it's done. Just say Taiguela whenever someone offers you a trade. <laughs> what about friend? Where where's friend price? <laughs> <laughs> Ponyo, Ponyo. <laughs> Yeah, give me some friend price here. What? Like, friend price, take a $4 million cap hit. <laughs> uh, that should that's, have, that's how negotiation that's how, should yeah. happen. Yeah, we should, we, should, uh, we should be running Kunlun Red Star right now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think that's a good pick. But, like, I'm just going to say it to every pick because I have no idea what's, <laughs> what's a good pick and what's a bad like, pick. It's like your expansion draft strategy, the mock draft. <laughs> 
I can't wait for someone to go completely off the board and be like, yeah. hit from next, like, uh, but as pick. Yeah, it's like the, oh, who's the guy that uh, Columbus took last year that they had, like, no one had any information on. They took him like 20th <laughs> yeah. overall. Um, yeah, I don't even remember his name, but it's the, the well, Russian that, forward. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't know his name because that's perfect. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the point of this. Like, yeah. I want the panel to be shocked and be like, what? Why are they picking this person? <laughs> but, you know, I guess it is what it is. Um, a sneaky good trade that, some people didn't really talk about much, but that happened earlier today. Um, I don't know if you saw this one. I'm assuming you did, but uh, Pavel Buchnevich going to St. Louis in oh. uh, in exchange for Sammy Blay and a second round pick next year. Before before we do that, I'm going to say that uh, the Flyers definitely lost that like yeah. Ristolainen trade because that's bonk bonkers. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess we could assign winners and losers for these trades, but I feel like it's been pretty obvious, like. Carolina yeah. the loser on the Delkovic. Um, Philadelphia is the loser on the Ghost Despair trade. I think Arizona was the winner on that one. Yeah. Um, and then Seattle's a loser on the Pitlick trade because of their circumstances, <laughs> I feel. Yeah. Um, and yeah, in this one, Buffalo's the winner. Philly's the loser. Yeah. So Philly not doing too, too, too hot <laughs> so far. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess the Butch Navish one, I think, is a win, I think, for St. Louis. Oh, yeah, so uh, you can see the NHL-rated best players available. They had Luke Hughes at number four, so there you go. Weird. Must be must be bad if you're Dylan Gunther. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to be uh, feeling pretty upset right now <laughs> if you're supposed to be named Dylan Gunther. But I think, like, uh, Sammy Blay is, like, what, a fourth-line player? And yeah, he, he brings a lot of, like, grit and energy. But, yeah, he's, like, a third, fourth-line Definitely a bottom six player. And then was there a was there a pick with like a pick with that? Um, second rounder, yeah. Ooh, picks in Rick Nash. Is that Rick Nash? <laughs> Looks what? like it. Yeah, that is Rick Nash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's nice of him. Come back after all this. Advisor to the GM though, or like player development. Go JD. Um, JD's just like running stuff now that he's back in Columbus. I know it's still Kekalein and making the decisions, but I feel like Columbus has made a lot of moves I've agreed with in the last couple yeah. of days. Good thing he they disagreed vehemently with the with with George Paris or didn't agree didn't or agreed with him and then they got fired by James Dolan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's in a better place now, I think. Who's making the pick for them? Who's that? Uh, this white guy, yeah. <laughs> some, some generic white guy. Yeah, I didn't hear some cis white male. <laughs> <laughs> Fits really well with the Ohio image. Appeal <laughs> yeah. to their base. He seems really bored. <laughs> like, like they interrupted him like during lunch or something. Kirk. Herb Streit, ESPN College something analyst. I didn't see what it said. I went too quickly. Is he like there's Oh, he's a football oh, analyst. Kent Johnson. Oh, what? It's kind of surprising that he went that high, but he's supposed to have probably like the, the highest seat or like close to the highest ceiling in terms of offensive potential in the draft. Wow, that is early for him, eh? I think a little early, yeah, but uh, he is he supposed, supposed to be to really go- good. He was supposed to go like ninth, I think, around there. 
yeah, like him and McTavish were ones that I figured would be more around like the or or McTavish I figured would be like fifth or sixth, but they were ranked more around like the eight, nine, ten area. Wow, I did not see that coming. I, I honestly thought they would pick a defenseman to replace Seth Jones. Why would they do that? Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, there's, they still have Brant Clark and Simon Edvinson on the board. Organizationally, it would make sense, but I don't know. Uh, he did, he did the, the Michigan Deke, so, like, that's why he got picked oh, okay. fifth. And, fifth I mean, overall. Columbus has struggled to have, like, dynamic offensive players at least True. stick with the organization, so I can understand. Yeah, like – as you can tell, look, there's what five picks in three of them have been centers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, mean, two of them- I don't know how many of those guys will actually like stay centers. Once they get to the NHL, they might not be like, I don't know. It, it's, but, it's hard to stick it, but, but yeah. that's versus you can, you can play a right wing pretty yeah. easily, but yeah, like a it's center, a, hard position to play. Yeah. Like Tim Stutzler was listed, I think as a center when he got drafted and he's playing on the wing predominantly. So yeah. Tim Strudel. Sorry. Oh, there we go. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, who's this dude? You mean, mean Jimothy Strudel? All right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> sure. So uh, maybe we'll, in between these picks, we'll talk about the, uh, the big trade that went down earlier this afternoon between Vancouver and Arizona. Oh, wait. Do we, do we assign a winner to the Buchnevich one? It was probably St. Louis, eh? Yeah, I'll give it to St. Louis. That's my yeah. opinion. Yeah. What was uh, the, what, Buchnevich is a really good player. Uh, he's still pretty young. Was it like a seventh round pick that they got from him or like a. Uh, you mean that St. Louis sent with Sammy Blay? Yeah. A second rounder next year. Oh, okay. That's not that bad. It evens it out a bit more, but I still don't understand why New York felt they need to trade Buchnevich. <laughs> yeah. I don't, think, the, I don't think he worked out there. And like, he was, I feel like he he's played very... really well really decent like he was a really good top six forward especially this last year i think he put up like four i'm gonna guess just off the top of my head like 48 points but yeah yeah um so yeah that's probably a replacement replacement for tarasenko right yeah assuming tarasenko's on his way out it's a younger healthier tarasenko cheaper as well so good on st louis and uh they're probably not going to bring back Jaden schwartz either so there you go um, so yeah, Vancouver acquires Oliver Ekman Larson and Connor Garland in exchange for Antoine Roussel, Jay Beagle, Louis Erickson, their first round pick, which is ninth overall this draft, uh, 2022, 20 or second round pick and a 2023 seventh round pick. And I believe there was a bit of salary retained on OEL. I think it was only a little like 12.5% maybe. So it wasn't yeah. a ton. Um, yeah. Why, what do you think on this one? Yeah, what what a trade! Wow, just <laughs> swinging for the fences. Yeah, that was a that's a good one. I I'm I'm happy that there's there was some big news to announce today about that. But yeah, I don't know. Like OEL isn't great defensively. I think he fell off a cliff a little bit in the past couple of years. Um, yeah. And who knows? Maybe part of that is playing in Arizona and all the shit that was going on with that franchise. But I do agree, he's been not good the last couple of years. And that contract is like what top five worst in the NHL. Oh, it's brutal. He's yeah, he's making what like eight point two five million for the next six years, I think. Like I think till twenty twenty seven. Yeah, next six years. So like that's not great. So, and then and then also, um, 
Garland is an RFA, so you still have to negotiate with him and sign yeah. him. So they, I'm like, guessing he gets between 4.5 and 5 million a year on like a three-year deal or something like that. That'd yeah, be he's, my, my guess. He's clearly a top six guy, but yeah. like I'm shocked at Vancouver. So they, they trade away three players that combined, I think, have a $12 million cap hit that ends this year, and they then they retain somebody that has a cap hit for 8.25 for the next six years. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, this, the way I see it is if there's 12.5% retained on OEL, then the cap hits are a wash in terms of the 12 million versus likely about 12 million coming back the other way. So that's, that's fine, I guess, but this still doesn't help them much with trying to figure out how to fit in Pedersen and Hughes under the cap. They're just going to have to hope that they can bridge them and that they're, they don't get pissed off and ask for a trade. I mean, Quinn Hughes probably wants to go to New Jersey right now. Um, <laughs> oh man. But uh, it, yeah, it I is, think, sorry, go ahead. It's sketchy. I don't know what Jim's doing, but I've, I, I reached out to my uh, Vancouver Canucks friends and asked them how, how do they feel about it? And they said, it's not great right now, but they're going to wait till free agency and then, and then have like a definitive answer. But like initially right now, it's not looking good for Vancouver Canucks fans. Sounds like the Seattle Kraken situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so at least they've got shared company in the Pacific Northwest there. But uh, I do think that, yeah, it doesn't make sense considering all those three contracts they traded were coming off the books at the end of this year. And now they're stuck with uh, an anchor of a contract in OEL for six years. And it just, it seems short-sighted. It seems like it's a trade made by a GM who's got one foot potentially out the door, like that close to being fired, which I really hope Jim Benning is because there's no reason he should still have that job. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just I think it's play- to me. It's definitely playoffs or bust. If they don't make yeah. the playoffs, he's getting canned. Yeah. And I mean, this last year, they can definitely have a, a mulligan on because of all the shit that went down with them. But um, hmm. Benning is still not doing a great job and i think this yeah it just looks like a gm fighting for his life this trade mm-hmm. he's just like yes please just get us into the playoffs this year and we'll deal with this later um, i heard heard that the sedines really pushed for oel as well yeah and don't get me wrong like they, they obviously got the better players in this trade mm-hmm. um in terms of a like talent coming in versus talent going out makes a lot mm-hmm. of sense but oh it hurts to give up that ninth overall pick too yeah because that and was a position it, where it is, it's a draft where there's guaranteed like good players from one to ten, like really a, decent in, players, and a second rounder. Yeah, and a seventh. Like, and a seventh. Like I can't believe you gave up a second rounder for that. That's awful. Yeah. So I'm I'm confused. Um, they could have gotten like William Eklund is still on the board. Um, Simon Edvinson, Brant Clark are still on the board. Uh. I'm trying to think who else is really good that's still on the board. Like Dylan Gunther is still on the board. Like they're going to get one of those. They they would have gotten one of those four guys or they would have had a chance to draft them. Jesper Wallstead is still on the board. Oh, here we go. Picks in. Yeah. Edvinson. So yeah. um, Detroit. That makes, that makes sense to me. I mean, it's a, it's, I think that's a good pick. Simon Edvinson. Yeah. I've heard 
nothing about him. So he's, he's, a, he's a tall, lanky defenseman, Swedish, obviously. Um, Detroit seems to like their Swedish defenseman. I mean, they've got reason to. Nick Lidstrom, one of the best defensemen of all time. I think and... we are the most informed draft podcast. <laughs> Sorry? We are the most uninformed draft podcast. <laughs> But he looks good. He's yeah. he's a little bit he's he has some physicality to his game from what I've read. Um, he's tall. <laughs> <laughs> like he he seems like a young Nick Lindstrom. <laughs> yeah, sure. Or like if he fills out maybe Victor Hedman, but not quite with that offensive potential is what I've heard. Like yeah, some, but again, yeah. another another defenseman off the board, eh? Yeah, not a bad pick at this spot. I think it makes sense. I, I, I assumed you would go around there. So, yeah, Simon Edvitz. Recording six, in six. progress. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this operation. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Simon Edvitz in six makes a lot of sense. Um, but, yeah, that leaves uh, Dylan Gunther wondering, wondering when he's going to get picked, I guess. Number three on the <laughs> NHL's board, just still sitting there. Um, he must be a left winger. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's the thing. He's a winger. So <laughs> there we go. So that's why. So he's not going to get called until probably tenth overall. <laughs> yeah. Until so, all the good defensemen are gone. So Scott just uh, joined in, not necessarily on the conversation. He's listening in while he's uh, doing some renovations at his, at his <laughs> new place. But uh, he missed us uh, just tearing to shreds. Jim Benning there a second ago. So. Um, came in at a, at a good time, Scott. You don't have to deal with us uh, just talking that much smack about your team. Although I'm sure you wouldn't mind talking a bit of smack about John, uh, Jim Benning at this point. But uh, yeah, if you want to jump on, you're free to do so. But uh, otherwise, we will move on to talking about the next trade I had on the list here. Um, Chicago and Columbus making the, the aforementioned Seth Jones trade. So we all knew this was coming. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? That's how he feels about uh, the Jim Benning trade. Just rockets. <laughs> Scott, do you have something to say, or are you just gonna blare Wild Thing or whatever the hell that was over, the, over your iPhone? <laughs> 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 we are so professional. Yes. I feel like I've just been zoom bombed. <laughs> if only it was like uh, a ritual. <laughs> so um, I guess Scott Dowler is a big Grease fan. I know that now. Um, this is maybe this is some sort of cryptic message to say something about the trade being greasy. I don't know, but. Uh, <laughs> In any case, I will try to continue to uh, keep my composure as uh, this, this nonsense goes on in the background. So, <laughs> Scott, do you have something to say, actually, after all? No, or are you just going to keep screaming? Rachel, your shitty music is interfering with my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yes, look at these requests coming in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to part of me wants to mute scott but this is really entertaining um are you, do you have licenses to play all this music <laughs> oh shit i didn't think about that all right scott you're getting muted <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so uh, anyway, the Seth Jones deal. Um, so we had Seth Jones going from CBJ to Chicago along with a first round pick um, and a 2022 sixth round pick. And then going CBJ's way, we had Adam Boakvist, who's some, for some reason listed as a forward on TSN's website. He's <laughs> clearly a defenseman. Um, along with their first-round pick this year, their second-round pick this year, and next year's 2022 first-round pick. Um, also, in addition to this, Seth Jones got that big-money deal eight years at $9.5 million annually. How do, you, uh, how do you feel about this one, Wyatt? I think I know. Uh, like – does the flap cap exist anymore? I guess it doesn't because you can trade for a, like a defenseman who didn't have a great year last year and then give him 9.5 over eight years uh, the year after this one. So like, I don't know what Chicago is doing. They could have just signed him honestly the next year in a UFA. They're not, they're not by all accounts, they shouldn't be making the playoffs this year. It just seems like it, like Stan Bowman is like trying to be like Peter Shirelli and like, is this the deal that I get fired for? <laughs> like, is this something? Because like, you don't need to give give away those picks like to sign maybe him. This like, is, maybe this is Stan Bowman just saying like, guys, like, what else do I have to do? Like, I'm so, I'm so tired. I am so tired. What else do I have to do to get fired around here? And like again, he Seth Jones requested a trade. He didn't want to play there, and you're giving a first round pick of this mm-hmm. year and next year for that like what do you like how what's the what's the percentage of um of gms do you think that are capable and smart um 15 percent. yeah <laughs> yes scott oh no he's got <laughs> this is mayhem tell me more <laughs> <laughs> This is uh, oh my god! I feel like we're like being haunted by Scott's ghost on this freaking Zoom call. It's just nothing makes sense. Is my mic on? Yeah. Has it been on the whole time? Yeah, I had to mute you. <laughs> oh, the pick How is long are you listening? You were singing along to Greece, and I was making comments about it. Oh, you look really red when I'm singing to Greece. <laughs> Oh my god! So, uh, do 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 you have any comments that you want to add to our uh, Seth Jones conversation, Scott? I kind of felt like the song was pretty perfect. Tell me more. <laughs> you are so crackly right now; it's ridiculous. But uh, yeah, I I do think that the song makes sense. It was a, a greasy trade, and uh, Stan Bowman eventually did tell us more in the sense that he resigned in terms of the, the extension that he signed Seth Jones to, which was pretty brutal. Um, I think if you isolate this trade and don't consider the extension that Stan Bowman signed him to, it's almost defensible. What was the extension? I kind of missed all that. Um, it was eight, eight That's years, amazing. eight years at 9.5 million AAV. Wow. That's worse than Oliver Eckman Larson. Exactly. And no salary was retained. <laughs> uh, the Sharks just drafted William Eklund. Yeah. Or Dylan Gunther. But Eklund, <laughs> Eklund makes a lot of sense there. I think Eklund's supposed to be better than Dylan Gunther, to be honest. The NHL doesn't like, know what they're talking about. Is he, He's comparable to, like, Nylander, isn't he? 
um Eklund I mean they're both named Williams so yeah sure yeah I think that's the only thing I'm going for there yes. yeah <laughs> both Swedish <laughs> Let, let's get a look at his flow before we make that uh like concrete uh, like, uh decision it's like a bold cut well, Neil neilander's got pretty bad style so I'll, I'll say they're comparable hopefully um, he signs for, for like 8.5 million for nine years <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like i was i was trying to say uh the seth jones trade i feel like was almost defensible until they signed him to that ridiculous contract because you can like Bokefist wasn't really living up to expectations the last couple of years. And I know it's, he's still a young defenseman. He could still easily grow into what they were hoping, hoping he would be. Uh, but they, they got a first round pick back from CBJ as well. So it's not like absolute larceny, but I do think the fact that they signed him to that ridiculous extension makes this look not so good. Yeah. So I'll give the win to CBJ on that one. Yeah, like you, you trade a player who didn't want to be there, and you get two first round picks out of that, or you keep, or like, I guess, yeah, that that's good for them. So yeah, two first rounders, a second, and like a pretty highly touted prospect who plays the same position and is playing in the NHL right now. Yeah, so I think it's it's a good return. Again, Stan Bowman is awful at his job, and with these allegations that have happened, again, just not great. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of which, um. I'd heard that added details to these allegations, the assistant coach in question who'd harassed the players um, came after one of them with a baseball bat before even the harassment occurred. Um, I don't know, like what's, what the hell was going on in Chicago and how did this stay silent for here for 11 years? It's the, it's the culture of silence. It's hockey. Hockey is like all about old boys club or boys club and like culture of silence and that kind of Ugh. bullshit. Fucking hot. And, and um, yeah, it's a dark, dark time right now in Chicago. And like, good for like Rick Westhead for like bringing that up. And uh, oh, they just drafted they who? Drafted Brent Clark. Oh, um, very he nice. Looks, he actually looks like really happy, really excited. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, enjoy, I'm enjoying his reaction. Yeah. Oh, he's crying. Oh, that's nice. That's good for him. Yeah. He's gonna be um, good. Yeah, he will. He's uh. Really solid offensive defenseman. He's got skating oh, he's, questions. And he's a right D? That's huge. Yeah. Oh, man. Hold on and to the, him. Like. And the Kings needed a defenseman. Um, beyond Drew Doughty, they don't have a ton in the system that's, like, high high end. They've maybe got, like, like they still have Kale Clegg after Seattle's expansion draft, which is on Seattle. But, uh, they yeah, they don't have a ton behind them. Like, they've got maybe Tobias Bjorn foot or something like that and uh and kill clegg and that's about it in terms of prospects the rest is just like what what you see is what you get on that blue line you got like sean walker who's 27 and not that great um so yeah i i think it makes sense for them to pick a defenseman here yeah i think i think that's a good good point um he's he's gonna be like he'll probably take way take a long time to like perfect his game but i think they have a pretty solid foundation there with like yeah. Doughty. You can I see how of, you can see how lanky he was. Um, yeah, he needs to fill out. He also needs to work on his skating. I've heard quite a bit. Yeah, but yeah, good for him. Good Canadian kid. Uh, going <laughs> good to LA, Canadian kid. Which is yeah. go to LA, which is not the worst destination to go to <laughs> for no. the foreseeable. Was it three years for his entry deal? That's not yeah. bad. Yeah, and that team's just like 
so stacked with prospects right now. Hopefully, yeah. uh, well, actually, I don't care what happens with the Kings, but maybe some <laughs> of them will turn out. And uh, this team might actually challenge for a playoff spot this year. I mean, the Pacific's wide open. Who knows? If the Kraken continue to screw up, then yeah, <laughs> the Kings could could take a playoff spot. Don't tell, don't tell who the Kraken pick from the Kings. Um, Curtis McDermott. Oh my goodness. They, <laughs> they, I, they... There, there were three, sorry, I put up four fingers. There are three people <laughs> that they should have picked before Curtis McDermott, at least, um, four actually. Cause if you include Austin Wagner, so yeah, yeah like they should have taken say Austin Wagner, Kale Clegg, Carl Grundstrom, uh, Blake Lazotte. I feel like all four of those guys would have been better picks in my opinion. <laughs> oh my God. But, uh, oh, I'm so excited. Coming up right now is uh, what the Canucks could have picked if they didn't trade for OEL. If so. Jim Benning was competent, yeah. <laughs> um, Wait for that. Oh, he's from the Pan Ontario. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> Watch it be an all-star forward, and it'll be a multi-generational. Well, we know it's going to be someone really good. It's probably going to be Dylan Gunther. Yeah. He's still available. The third-ranked <laughs> player, according to the NHL. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, just to finish up what I was going to say before they, before I uh, was interrupted by Brant Clark, but uh, there was another allegation with Chicago where they were like active players on the roster, like made fun of like homophobic slurs and made fun of like the players who had that, who complained, which is like, thanks Jonathan Taves and Duncan Keith for that leadership role that you clearly did not provide. Yeah. And- Cap- Captain Canada at it again. Like, just like, yeah, I think he said, like, I didn't hear anything. Like, okay, clearly you didn't. And then uh, there's no way that the captain didn't hear about any of that stuff. Entirety of the organization heard about it when Brent Sopel went on. He's like, every player knew about this. (laughs) Like, like, good for Brent Sopel. I'm so happy he like spoke out about that because that's bullshit. And to have, um, and I think, like, I think Chicago, their Twitter account tweeted like the side eye emoji. Of like they're looking like listen like they're like they think Brent like, Sokol? No, no, no. Just like I think it was before the trade was announced for um for Seth Jones. Oh, okay. Like and like, like innovation. And then everyone just went on there and just quote tweeted them, being like, It'd be nice if you released the findings of your sexual assaults case right now. And it just and, backfired completely on them. And for a team that really needs to like kind of wipe the slate clean and fix their image and fix their branding acquiring like a MAGA head in Seth Jones is probably not the best choice. Not like, and I'm sure if he's a MAGA head that his brother probably is too. Yeah. But yeah, again, again, the affinity with brothers, eh? Like we must, we must acquire Seth Brother, Jones. Brothers must play together. Yeah. Because it worked, I guess it worked with the Sedins, eh? So, <laughs> so I guess that's the precedent. <laughs> <laughs> look how many cups, look how many cups the Sedins won together. Oh wait. Oh, sorry. And yeah. just, I'm just waiting to see that that microphone get unmuted from Scott Dowler's <laughs> iPhone. God damn it! <laughs> well, they had that really cool goal against Calgary when it went through one of the legs and and went through his legs, and then I, and then he scored on Mika Kiprasov. So that was cool. That was a nice highlight. So Scott, I know that you have not been able to keep uh, updated with all of the comings and goings of the draft. Do you want us to run through the picks for you? Just give you a like. Uh, an update of sorts. 
I'll take your silence as a no. <laughs> it's, be, it's because we're in commercial break. It's just really hard to measure things. I have to keep walking across the room. <laughs> I'll take an update. I'll take an update. Let's okay. hear it. Yeah, and I'm sure the listeners will not care about this, but I'll give you the update because you are kind of listening right now. So, uh, so number one, Owen Power. Number two, Maddie Beniers. As predicted. Number three. Number three, Mason McTavish. Yeah, that's a surprise. Yeah. Number four, no surprise, Luke Hughes. That's why we're looting to all the brothers. Yeah, I figured that out. I'm a smart guy. Yeah. Number five, Ken Johnson. He was supposed uh, to be the Canucks kick at nine, but they traded. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're probably going to get Gunther, I'm guessing. But uh, I think you joined us when Simon Edvinson went to Detroit at six. Ooh, the pick is in. Let's see. Is it Gunther? It is Gunther. Oh, no way. So the Canucks could have had and should have had Dylan Gunther. Wow. Good thing you have OEL, though. At a RFA, uh, Connor Garland. <laughs> Just yeah. enough to get you into that wild card playoff spot, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, gotta Scott. Love, gotta love the, fun, for <laughs> the funny thing is, though, like Connor Garland, he will be like, I'm, I'm guessing they can get him for pretty much like close to the same cost that Tyler Toffoli would have been. Uh, not to rub salt in the wounds again about the Tyler Toffoli situation, but I do think that he will be. Um, he's younger than Tyler Toffoli and he can provide as much as Tyler Toffoli. So I think Garland's a smart pickup for sure. Only cost the ninth overall pick. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to nothing, which Toffoli would have cost them. Yep. But hindsight's 2020, and uh who am I to armchair GM when you've got a perfectly capable one there? And Jim Benning is about 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I have trouble looking at Jim Benning I'm not gonna lie he was on TV earlier and (laughs) like does he dye his hair it was like jet black but he just looked real rough he 100% uses shoe polish to dye his hair yeah (laughs) just just pure like going back to the song that we heard Scott uh, serenade us with looks like he's just got a bunch of grease in that hair just like just just embrace the gray. I don't get I don't know what image he's trying to Yeah, like like Alex Ovechkin pulls it off nicely. Ron Francis as much as I've been raking him over the coals, he's got a nice silver fox look going. Um it's not a bad look, but I guess if you're Jim Benning, maybe you're insecure. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he be? It's not like every trade he's made is scrutinized to minds <laughs> with the with that fan base <laughs> yeah the vancouver fan base is possibly the most brutal in terms of just like uh i don't know just like ripping into the team for the moves that they make i feel like it's right up there worse, with the leafs or yeah worse than the leafs i was gonna say I th- I, like, honestly like based on what i've seen i feel like the canucks might canucks fan base might be worse than the leafs wow. t- no not not as like being a bad fan base but just as being like hypercritical uh, just just being critical yeah hypercritical just being like uh and you and very well informed usually to be honest like there's mm-hmm. they have reason to be critical most of the time <laughs> um, but cynical i think is the word i'm looking for yeah yeah 
And uh, speaking of like the Leafs fan base, did you see all the like, I don't know, just like anger that was directed at Kyle Dubas <laughs> from exposing Jared McCann? Would you have exposed Jared McCann or Hall? I guess that was the that was the the choice that you had to make. It's a, it's a tough question, honestly. Like, I think there are good reasons for and against both of them. Like Jared McCann's younger, he's versatile, he's got good potential, could have slid even onto that first line as their left winger if they wanted to. Um, yeah. might have been a bit of a stretch, but if they needed to, because they're in a cap bind, they could have done that. But uh, yeah, like I, I think it would have made sense for them to keep Jared McCann because they need a Jared McCann type that they to find out a free agency. But there are more forwards available that can do and fill in in the way that Jared McCann is able, is what he's able to provide. Then there are right shot defensemen that'll play 21 22 minutes a night and only cost you two million against the cap so justin hall as weird as it sounds i think was harder to replace than jared mccann if they'd lost him which seems stupid because he's this guy who they picked up off the scrap heap basically a couple years ago but Mm -hmm. he's turned into a pretty useful player for them and that that shutdown pair with him and muzzin like i know that most people who play with muzzin would play well but they play particularly well together and i'm I'm happy we still have him. So I don't know. I understood what Dubas was doing. He was basically getting Alex Kerfoot insurance and the insurance ended up being better than the, than the, than the Kerfoot himself. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I, I'm okay with what they did. I don't think Dubas should be, should be just like beaten up on Twitter or whatever over what he did. Would you have preferred them picking Kerfoot? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I would have loved to have lost Kerfoot in the expansion draft, especially having Jared McCann as the, the option to replace him potentially. Um, and they would still need to add another body or two in the top six, even with uh, Kerfoot gone or Kerfoot or Jared McCann gone. But like, I'd rather like of those three, Kerfoot is the one I would have wanted to lose. Do you think he was too early on the trade there? Do you think he, if he made that trade after, it would have been like they was selected well, perfect? He couldn't have made that trade after, because yeah. McCann would have been picked probably by Pit, by uh, Seattle from Pittsburgh. I think they would have gone McCann over Tanev. Oh, makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I think I would like, I would like uh, them to pick Kerfoot as well, but he's oh, a uh, bit more expensive. Um, hasn't meshed as well as kind of would have hoped when the trade was made originally for him. Yeah. Um, still got lots to give though. Like he played well in the playoffs. So yeah, I don't know. He could, he could turn out to have a, a good year if they give him top six minutes this year. Very yeah, let's true. See, uh, let's see Ottawa's what Ottawa's taken. Sitters. It's <laughs> GM Pierre. Jim- don't call me McGuire. <laughs> it's Jimothy Stutzel again. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, for Wallstead. That's my prediction. Oh, the, they're taking the gamble on the goalie. That's my eh? prediction. That's my prediction. Oh, okay. What? What? Who? who is... I don't know who he is. I did he... not read about him at all. He does not seem excited. I think he's Tyler shocked. Bush. What? Honestly, like I've looked through like 50 or <laughs> like I have a list compiled 
of 50 or 60 draft eligible players in their rankings and he did not show up on that what who oh my god they totally auto ascenders this up <laughs> they beefed it what are they doing oh man they freaking beefed it a right winger what not a bit of a reach it's a huge freaking reach Oh, his dad, his dad is Brian Boucher. Okay, yeah, there we go. The nepotism, yeah. Okay. <laughs> there we are. All right. Now I understand. Oh, no, this is, oh, that's fucking, but Cole Sillinger was available. Hey, what? <laughs> <laughs> Did you, so yeah, Tyler Boucher, Scott. Go on. Yeah, I, I don't know any more about him either. <laughs> He's There's Brian Boucher's else- son. There's nothing else to be said. We have no other information. <laughs> why didn't they? Yeah, if they wanted a son of a former NHLer, why didn't they take Cole Sillinger? Mike Sillinger is a longtime senator, and by long time, I mean probably like three years because the Max he played with any one team. But oh, they're sh- they're showing a video of him weightlifting. That's cool. Oh, he's, <laughs> so he's so he's strong. That's why he's he's swole. So that's yeah. sick. Well, <laughs> he's a power forward. Maybe they want to. There, there are lots of power forwards though. Like they could have taken like. Brennan Othman or something if they wanted to go off the board a little bit with the power forward. Or Brady Kachuk. <laughs> yeah, they could have just taken Tim St- Jimothy Stutzler or Brady Kachuk like, again. Like why <laughs> they already have a power forward. Do they need another one? <laughs> As we all know, for- teams can only have one. So yeah. How do you not? I guess they're fine with their goalie situation. They're like, okay, cool. We got Gustafson and he's just gonna be the guy for the next 10 years. So all right, cool their goalie situation is not as bad as I think a lot of people have made it out to be like, I mean, Matt Murray did not play well, but Gust- no. Gustafson looked good for them when he was in and he's only like 22, 23, I think they He'll, lost I Joey Decord. That hurts, but like they still have Gustafson and it's, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm okay with them not picking a goalie, but I don't understand the, the Tyler Boucher pick. He'll be, yeah, he'll be like uh Gustafson will be the backup, like one, a one B, I guess. Which I love the, how they still call this the 12th overall pick, even though there's no 11th pick. <laughs> <laughs> because they're, because they're really, uh, they're like, it's like the 13th floor in hotels. They're just very superstitious. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like Arizona's done an amazing job just accruing picks after they had to give up all their picks. Cause John, uh, or what's his face? Cause Chaka was, uh, cheating for them. And then Chaka like a boss was like, Ditches. Hey, Jersey, can I get a job here? Yeah. <laughs> while, while I'm still the GM of this team. Like that. Good for him. Yeah, <laughs> so, just take your shot. Just a side hustle. eh? <laughs> <laughs> like that guy who's like, it's like Will Smith and fresh Prince when he's dating two different, uh, he's on, on two different dates at the same time. He's <laughs> running between restaurants. That's the Archie, the Archie paradox. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. So this is the blue he's jackets in. again. Cole Sillinger. That makes, yeah, that makes Whoa. more sense. But I, I, but I am surprised that no goalies have been taken so far. Yeah. Oh, there's Mike. Look at Mike. Mike's happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at Mike. So is Cole Sillinger going to be a journeyman center that's going to play for 12 NHL franchises? <laughs> One can only assume. Um, <laughs> Based on his his best comparable, Mike Sillinger. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, 
And then, so they, I guess they picked two forwards, eh? Yeah. Uh, who needs defense these days in, in the NHL? Well, I would have picked either a goalie or a forward at this point. I don't think there's uh, as much value in the next defenseman. I think probably oh, really? I would guess Carson Lambos is the next defenseman, and he's been guessed to be picked around 16, 17. Oh, okay. There's a, I mean, there's a chance that another defenseman could be ahead of him, but I think he's probably the next one on the board. We're in, a, we're, we're in a forward and goalie zone right now. I'm excited for Corson Coleman's, and that's a real name. <laughs> he's the he's who I've seen in mock drafts going to the Jets at 18. That's what I'm hoping for. Give me some more Corson, who's a right D, which is huge. Yeah, and he uh, he's physical, which is always Comparable. helpful. Brent uh, Seabrook, so that sounds good. Nice. I like that we're yeah. getting some uh, Emily Kaplan coverage. I've missed her. I've I've missed her. Uh, her thoughts on the NHL since she stopped her podcast. She was doing the Craig Wyshynski for ESPN. But why, why is she in Columbus instead of all the places to send you? Like, can you is send this, like, Is this draft happening in Columbus? No, she's just there. Oh, woof. Does she live there? I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be unfortunate. Like, Even like, uh, like most players would rather live in Winnipeg over Columbus. So <laughs> Yes. As Pierre Dubois will tell you. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I can only I can only tell it's Columbus because they have the gross blue Blue Jackets jerseys there with like the cannon. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Classic, classic Ohio. Always firing <laughs> some sort of ammunition. Yeah, it's a good pick. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no! They did you see right now, uh, Clemens? They said pick forfeited by the by. So eleven is on there. So okay, they at least put it on the board. Yes, <laughs> just for people who are confused. So that's good. Um, oh yeah, one we had one more trade that we did not discuss that uh, I meant to talk about the Jake Bean trade. Yes. So uh, that was like just before the draft. That one was announced. You actually informed me of it, Wyatt. So. Uh, to Columbus, Jake Bean for a 2021 second round pick back to Carolina. So what are your thoughts on this one? Who do you think is uh, the, the victor? Like, what are the, what are the, what are they doing? Like, are, how cheap is the, are, are the hurricanes? Like, I just don't, I guess like Jake Bean is not going to get playing time because they're stacked down the, like in the defensive end, but. Are they though? They, they very possibly probably could lose Dougie Hamilton based on how Tom, Tom Dundon oversteps his boundaries and decides <laughs> to, to like just be cheap as fuck. But and that's uh, the, yeah. So like you, you obviously, Oh, so I just, this is an update coins. Uh, uh, so Tyler Boucher is the 25th ranked North American. Yeah, skater. I saw, I just saw that the score <laughs> app just uh, updated me on that. 25th ranks <laughs> like what? that's in north that's america a- so that's that's probably like 50th or 45th or something like in the overall ranking like did they owe brian boucher like money like, <laughs> like did, did brian boucher ever play for the ottawa senators uh he played for a lot of teams so maybe yeah he's a he's definitely a mike sillinger type but in that <laughs> i i don't know but um 
I was shocked that Jake Bean didn't get selected by Seattle, but I was just like confused why they traded him for a second round pick to Columbus. Um, and especially the news yesterday of losing the Nadalkovich, like they're just losing young players left, right, and center in that organization. So yeah, that doesn't like look I, good. Like I know yeah. they're, they're playing, they're, they're going for the, the win now. Like they're that that's what Dundon and Waddell have said they're in win now mode. They're going for more veteran presences, but um it seems young, odd to to get rid of young, young cheap players in a, a flat cap world you need young those players, types of players young players will help you get there like see the montreal canadians like <laughs> like look at nick suzuki and cole caulfield and you could argue romanov and like you know those players like and up. when he's not getting healthy scratched and <laughs> yeah and that's mainly ducharme but yeah but like it's <laughs> It's yeah, you need those young players. Like I hate this narrative of like, oh, to go far in the playoffs, you need to have like the rough veterans who you need your Corey get, Perry's and your Pat Maroons because the playbook gets put away. But like Nick Suzuki was pretty good. <laughs> like I don't know. Like it just seems like a it's a dumb narrative to like, and it just goes back to the the old boys club of like the NHL, yeah. which is dumb. So yeah, I. I know. I think Jake Bean's going to be really good in, in um, uh, Columbus. I think yeah. he'll have the opportunity to like take that Seth Jones role, which will be sweet for him. Yeah, he'll he'll at least be running their second power play. I think mm-hmm. um, based on who their defense is right now. Like I still expect Zach Wierenski to be on the top power play. Yeah. But Wierenski's even got a decent uh, injury track record, so he'll have lots of opportunities. I think and should be able to see more of the ice than he did this last year in Carolina. So. Good for Jake Bean. Um, I personally think, based on what I know of Jake Bean and what I've seen, that the winners of this trade would be Columbus. Yeah. Um, and the losers are Carolina and the Seattle Kraken. <laughs> are they? Are the Seattle Kraken just losers in every trade so far? They're losers in every <laughs> trade for a player that was on the, the unprotected <laughs> list, basically. <laughs> and, like, a lot of people were saying, like, oh, Ron Francis drafted Jake Bean, so he's clearly going to pick him. And like, and then the then he also he picked, drafted Morgan Geeky. So. <laughs> yeah, so that's the same thing. So uh, here we go, Flames. Oh, what are they gonna... Ooh, that's a little Oop. surprising. There, he's. Uh, I mean, he was expected to probably be picked around like I'm going to say 17 or 18. Um, I'm just shocked that these goalies are still not getting picked. That Wallstead and Kosa are still. Like no, there's not been a goalie yet. Oh wow, he's he seems like a good scorer. <laughs> Forty-eight yeah. goals, fifty-one games. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like it's the USHL. I, I don't, and I don't even know what that means when I say that. I just, <laughs> I just assume that it's not as competitive of a league as say the, uh, the SHL or even like the U.S. National Development Program or whatever um yeah you think you it's think so it's like hard. it's so hard to compare like, these different leagues <laughs> you think it's like beer league <laughs> yeah i do i think the ushl is just like any any team can play that would be so great if it was just beer league like he scored 100 <laughs> points in beer league <laughs> yeah. playing against men who are all in their 40s and 50s and with huge guts <laughs> nonetheless <laughs> And then he bought around for his entire team after the game. He's a good team player. <laughs> of course, he had to do so illegally, but he did it nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, I guess good for him. I don't know. Like, 
they're gonna have two Matthews in Calgary, so that'll be confusing. But yeah, I'm trying to remember. Like, I, I feel like I read somewhere that he was being compared to like Debrinket a little bit. Coronado, all forward. Yeah, I think he's small. Let me just double check how what his size is. But yeah, like I don't know. He seems good. So. You think they replace their pick someone in, like they pick a D because they just lost Giordano, but I guess not. Well, he's five ten, so he's not super duper small, but yeah, five ten, uh, one hundred eighty three pounds, so a bit bigger. But um, yeah, he's still like obviously a goal scorer, so good for him. He's he's one of those players. Also, I read he's risen up the ranks quite a bit um, since the like in the last couple months. Like he, mm-hmm. I think he started as like a possible second, maybe even third round prospects like a while back. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. And then in the last couple of months, he's really just gotten a lot of momentum going similar to Mason McTavish. Yeah. So yeah, good for Coronado. Um, it's not an unreasonable pick here at 13, but still a bit shocking considering what's still left on the board, I think. Yeah. What do you do? You think it? Do you think uh, Wallstead will get picked next by the Sabers? Oh, the Sabers. I feel like he has to be at this point. Yeah. And the Sabers, it's not like they have a huge goalie pipeline. Like, like Omar is a good goalie. Don't get me wrong, um, but it doesn't sound like he's super happy to be there. I think. And then U- Ukopeka Lukanen is there. <laughs> yes. Is there next? Uh, their next the heir apparent to the goal there, but still, like, who knows what he'll be. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to pick Wallstead. And if nothing else, just pick the best player available, and that would be Jesper Wallstead, in my opinion. Yeah, you can always flip him if you want to. True, mm-hmm. but it's Buffalo, so they might Buffalo it up. <laughs> so. yeah. But the Senators, yeah, just did they uh, they they picked well last year. They picked Jack Quinn well before they should have. So. I'm going to, so, so based on our knowledge of Buffalo, Buffaloing it up, as you said, who do you, do you have any guess as to who they might pick? Or do you know, like, where? Uh... Well, the pick is in, so I wonder what it's going to be. I hope it's a goalie, that really good goalie. He was supposed to go 10th overall, so he's fallen a bit. So well, I hope it's Wallstead. That'd be cool. Yeah. But I can flip him. In my opinion, it should be Wallstead, but I'm going to guess that they go for a, a gritty forward in Brennan Offman. Oh, wow. The next Rob Ray. Yeah. And, Ch- <laughs> and, and probably my favorite name in the draft is still on the board in Chaz Lucius. Oh, I know. That's a so great someone's, name. Someone's got to pick Chaz Lucius soon. So that, that could also be a possibility. It's a, yeah. It's, it's weird how infatuated the NHL is with the Hughes brothers. <laughs> 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 well, at least Luke is like a bigger Hughes brother. Like, Jack wasn't even good this year. I had him in my pool. He was not very good. I had to well, drop him. I have him in my keeper league. I picked him first overall two years ago in the prospect draft. So, I feel you. Not very good, is he? That, like, no. But he also plays on New Jersey, and they're not very good either. So I think we're going to ha- see this Buffalo Sabres pick come in, and then we'll probably have to do a bathroom break since we only have one minute and five seconds left on, the, on our Zoom call oh. right now. I wonder if they're going to be able to, to get do it, it before- in time. They are just—it's just waiting with bated breath, and it's a thirty-minute, thirty-minute conversation about Jack yeah. Hughes yeah. <laughs> and Luke Hughes. 
The pick Holy is in damn it, NHL. Come on. <laughs> I, I bet they're like, hey, Buffalo, hold on. <laughs> Gotta talk <laughs> to the Hughes brothers. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> like, we, I'm pretty sure it said pick is in for over a minute and a half now. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you have Kevin Adams just waiting there, just waiting and waiting. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, my God. Uh, no, one, no one respects Kevin Adams, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. You know what? I give up. I'm putting a stop to this. We'll come back in a sec. All right. So, cracking another PBR, and we see the pick is actually legitimately in. The Buffalo Sabres 14th overall are taking Isaac Rosen. I believe that's how you say it. Um, why, what are you drinking there? Uh, I'm on to a hazy IPA. Um, so it's a no coast by Brazenhall uh, nice. because might as well just keep sticking with the high percentage beers because this <laughs> draft is insane. I mean, who knows? Maybe the Jets will get Chaz Lucius. <laughs> Like, who needs a defenseman when all the good forwards are still left on the board? Or, like, that goalie. Could, yeah, you could get Jesper Wallstead or Sebastian Kosa. Um, I mean, you've got Hellebuck, so you feel like you don't necessarily need it, but Hellebuck's only going to be Hellebuck for so long. Like, he'll, yeah. like, goalies are so hard to predict, and you never know, like, five years down the line when Wallstead is good and ready to take over as a starter somewhere in the NHL, maybe Hellebuck will be have gotten injured or fallen off or who knows so if it's yeah, available take wallstead i think it's like the the longest to develop our goalies and defensemen eh? so mm-hmm. not going to be an immediate impact on that so i'd rather have him dwell away in the minors just to like perfect his game and then come up and like i know hellebuck was in like like the echl for a bit too oh it looks like we got a trade for the 15th overall pick here well, uh, trade. Um, <laughs> yeah but before we get to that just a little maybe talk about Isaac Rosen who got taken 14th overall a little early for him I think um I mean he's supposed to be good most sorry this this is the theme of the draft a little early yeah (laughs) unlike Tyler Boucher who was just like where the fuck did that come from but (laughs) but yeah Isaac Rosen I think was expected by most people to be between 20 and 30 in the draft but again this this is a a crapshoot this year so that's what makes this fun. That's what makes this exciting. Thank you, Buffalo, for buffaloing it again. <laughs> <laughs> so they, so you think it's a Buffalo pick that they, they buffaloed it? I wouldn't be surprised if he turns out to be a solid NHLer, but right now it's feeling like they buffaloed it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, I don't know who he is, but it seems like there's better players up there that you could have picked, and sure. they did. Like. I guess like as it you get caught up in like the fanfare of it, but like isn't the point just to pick the best player available? Yeah. But I guess yeah, I don't know. Too I many guess teams that- pick for organizational need, which I never understand because you can pick the best player available and then trade him to an organization that needs him and then get <laughs> yeah. something then get something that you need that's probably better than what you could have drafted there. So you kill two birds with one stone, you pick the best player. Or you, like, hey, or you player? trade down and acquire like a second round pick along with it or something. Yeah. If like, yeah, if you're if your need is for like a defenseman and there are no defensemen that make sense to pick there, then trade down with someone who needs a forward or goalie and just get an extra we're pick. Using, we're using logic and understanding and like, you know, it makes sense for us, but like we're not old white guys. So yeah. clearly it 
sense. We're not we're not stubborn enough, I guess. I <laughs> Although oh, I feel like I'm stubbornly anti these guys. Detroit is not picking. Ooh. Oh. Oh, they're picking the goalie. They're gonna take Wallstead for sure. Yeah, they're totally gonna pick the goalie. They're, I think yeah. So I feel like they must be because they're like, wow, I can't believe this guy's still on the board. Either that or like Chaz Lucius could make sense wow. too. So they got the 15th pick for the 2021 first round pick, 23 for the 2021 second round pick, 48, and the 2021 fifth round pick. Yeah, so that's exactly what I was just saying. Trade down if you're unsure, if it's not matching a positional need. Dallas is fine in net for the future. They've got Jake Ottinger as their goalie of the future coming in. They've still got Anton Hudobin. And yeah, it's a great haul. That makes, yeah. It makes a lot of sense, and especially in a draft like this. Why not even a GM of the year candidate, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and yet in the most recent athletic poll of who's the best GM in the NHL, he finished first. Really? Yeah. Ooh. They they had Eiserman first, Sakic second, Brisewa third, Lou fourth. But where was Bergevin? <laughs> I have no idea. I think Dubis was ahead of Bergevin even. <laughs> yeah, I'll be. Like uh, that, I I hope they pick the goalie. That'd be really good. Yeah, but like a little like they they've already gotten Nedeljkovic earlier, so they probably weren't pick. They were probably trading for Nedeljkovic, not expecting to pick a goalie. But yeah, I think that if they can get someone like Jesper Wallstead, it's good insurance in case Nedeljkovic does turn out to be like a flash in the pan. Yeah, I would like to see who's still on the board. Like that's good, but I, NHL want to show that because i think it's embarrassing for the kids well, I'll, 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 call, I'll call up what I, I have like the elite prospects uh oh, yeah. median rankings here i can call up just to see if uh there's anyone still crazy on the board here so um so my my top guys that are still available would be wallstead wallstead lucius, lucius lysel svechkov kosa lambos yeah and oh, like I, I, I would put brennan offman Maybe between Svechkov and Kosa. Often's not even on this board, Koimans. Yeah. yeah, I disagree with the board. <laughs> with my 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 years of scouting expertise. <laughs> okay, do you think it's Wallstead or Lucius for Detroit? I think it's Wallstead. All right, I'm gonna go Lucius. Okay. Because they because they just got Nadelkovic, they don't need another goalie. Uh, Lucius is, but I mean, it's such a small sample size in the NHL for Nadelkovic. As much as I do believe he's yeah. a good goalie, I don't think he's, it's a bad thing to pick a goalie. He's, and... all, he's young though; he's a young guy. Well, so... he's twenty-five. Still, yeah. Like his, like his prime will be in the next like four years. Mm-hmm. Oh, the pick is in. It's going to be Tyler Boucher two point <laughs> <laughs> Or could be Fedor Svechkov. He doesn't sound. He's like a reverse Sergei Fedorov. <laughs> <laughs> Man, how good was Sergei Fedorov? Damn good. All right, wow. let's see what the Iser plan has for us next. Ooh. Oh, Sebastian Kosa. The goalie. Oh, no. So Kosa wow. went before Wallstead. Wow. I mean, there were some people who were guessing that would happen, but not many. Is he in an arena? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's from the, I think he said the Edmonton Oil Kings. So maybe he's in Edmonton. Oh, I feel so bad for him. Oh, he's getting out of Edmonton. So that's nice. Yeah. yeah. Is he, 
The Oilers, must... I think, wanted him though, like at twentieth. Oh, he's from fourth. Wow, yeah. good for. Nice job. Wow, he's a must be a gritty guy. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. All One he point. knows is all he knows is oil, cocaine, and wildfires. Wow, four nine forty one save percentage. That's pretty yeah. good. Seventeen one and one. Yeah, how 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 are you doing? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think he that's a pretty good pick, I think. Yeah. He was supposed to go anywhere from 10 to like 23, I'd heard. No, actually, I think that the, most people said they were guessing the Oilers would take him at 20 if he was still available. What's wrong with Wallstead? Like, what do you like what like what's going on? No there? idea. He's the top goalie, isn't he? I would say there's like a weird anti-Swedish bias, but Isaac Rosen just went off the board well, well before he should have. So. <laughs> wow. Oh, well, the Jets are coming up in two picks, Coimans. This is getting real Take, exciting. <laughs> you could you could have Chaz Lucius or Wallstead, and if not, then you probably then you'll still get Corson Kuhlman's who you wanted. Yeah. Or Carson Lambos. Carson Lambos would be a good pick. Happened again last year with like like Perfetti falling to to uh to the to the Jets when he was supposed to go way higher, right? So like yeah. just like so I'm yeah, this is exciting. <laughs> I'm good so happy that we didn't trade our first round pick for an aging defenseman and an RFA. I'm oh, so wait, glad we traded our first round pick for Nick Foligno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's gonna go sign in Minnesota to play with his brother? <laughs> How many points did he get in the playoffs? Zero, I assume. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was zero. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was due with swimming for the fences, though. He mm. was like, he was hoping. I think he was hoping Nick Foligno would be the Corey Perry. That was that was for the Canadians. Yeah, I guess, but yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, like, it's going to be a lot more fun to be a, a Jets fan coming up. I think based on. Just- really? Based on who they've been able to pick and like, I don't know, just <laughs> you hear his brother calls him Seabass, Sebastian goes yes. so <laughs> kick his ass, Seabass. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> good old hockey nickname. Oh my goodness. Record a shutout in his first WHL game, Sebastian Kosa. Well, that. If that's not a badass stat, I don't know what is. Also <laughs> broke was... Tristan Jari's club record for longest win streak. Uh, maybe Steve Arsman knows what he's doing. Weird. Yeah. Huh. Strange. <laughs> I, still, I still thought they were going to get Wallstead, to be honest, though, there. Okay. But... I think in Rangers go, they drafted Lafreniere last year. He's a center. Uh, no, is he? They're, they're, so they're pretty good in that. They've got Shesterkin, who's still like super young and a lot of potential, and then they got Georgiev behind them, who's pretty young too. We but, we have we have not talked about Barkley Goodrow at <laughs> three point six for six years. Yeah, it's like a it's like someone said someone saw the the Brandon Tanev contract and said, <laughs> "I want that." <laughs> like, what are they doing? Why do you need a bottom six forward? For- Intangibles, you you. You can't get them off the free agent scrap heap, apparently. Like, even though you can sign Patrick Maroon for league minimum every year. But, like, it's clearly 
it's Yanni Gord and Tyler Johnson that made that made him better. And I and I'm selling Barkley Goodrow short. I do think that he provides something to them. Like he can play all three forward positions. He's he can fill in the center. He can win faceoffs. He has a penchant for scoring important goals. Um, he's a good defensive forward who can play the the PK. Uh, but that's too much term. Yeah. Like I'm okay with it being 3.6 mil if it's a three-year deal. Yeah. But, I think it, the term yeah. is double expected. Yeah. Considering he's like, probably, I'm just going to guess 28 years old. I don't know. I oh, know he's, my... he's 29. Okay. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> so I think they're going to buy him out in the last two years. Like he's For not sure. going to. No, there's no way he's playing to at least 35 with the, the style of game he plays. Yeah. That's the other thing. Oh, and we didn't talk about Zach Hyman with his uh, eight-year deal that has been leaked. Um, so it's not official yet, but it's eight years between five and five point five million a year. I think is what they said. Yeah. So, um, you think the lease I, would have? Or no. Do you think they would have what? Do you think the lease would have like wanted that or no? You think it's no, better that? The- I, I'm I'm happy to see him walk for that term. Yeah, I think I think and I think that's what Kyle Dubas was thinking too. Looking at Zach Hyman's game, he he's given his all, he's given his body, he's given his blood, sweat, and tears to this team, and I'll miss him terribly. But because he has done so, it means that he'll probably start to fall apart much sooner <laughs> because yeah. he's just putting it all on the line and getting injured most seasons for like 20 to 30 games because he is yeah. throwing it all on the line. Yeah, 100%. I don't think it's the kind of contract that will age well just because he's going to break down. Yeah. Uh, I at best he'll make it to like 35 and then just give it up, give it give up his career like Shea Weber did this year. Yeah, that's a crazy development we didn't talk about either. Yeah, that'll have huge ramifications for the Nashville Predators in their cap situation. Unless the, Gary's like because the, the cap recapture. Me. Yeah, maybe Gary will just be like, you know what, we've been punitive enough. I'm okay yeah. stopping now. Now that we have a flat cap, yeah, so, so now, one team now with David, now because David Poyle, I like you, and you've been around for like 30 years or whatever. Oh, the picks in. Ooh, the Rangers. Okay, so just passing the buck to Chris Drury. Let's see who. We, oh, there's the war room. Got a whole bunch of white guys. Gary Bettman looks like a robot. <laughs> yeah. What a weirdo. I didn't hear who that was, but we'll see it in a sec. Brian Othman. Okay. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Nice. <laughs> you called that. Wow. Yeah, he's, he's a pesky player. Apparently, like a Brad Marchand is his is comparable. Oh, really? Yeah. I think that that's the kind of player that they need. Like you, you saw last year the whole debacle with the Tom Wilson incident at the end of the year. How too many people were saying they're getting pushed around, and I have a feeling James Dolan felt that way too. So this this feels like a James Dolan call down to the GM, <laughs> just saying we need more toughness, we need more peskiness. Get me well, Brian Othman, rookie out there to get pounded by Tom Wilson. Yeah. Right, and I'm pretty cool. sure, and I'm pretty sure as pesky as he is, he's probably like five ten or something. <laughs> yeah. No, he's six six uh, six feet and 175 pounds. So clearly, can battle with uh, with Tom Wilson, and he lifts a lot of weights. So that's cool. Good for him. Do they show a, a montage of him lifting weights? 
No, just like his workout equipment. <laughs> so oh, yeah, they're just yeah, they're just freeze framing on all of his different weights. It's like man. I just love NHL coverage. It's so stupid. So bad. <laughs> like not for that was for like a minute straight. I'm just yeah, just like just free weights, just like <laughs> not not a single face in those three pictures of free weights <laughs> <laughs> or any evidence that he actually lifted those weights so do you think do you think that's off the board Clemens, or no no no, no i think okay. brennan offman was expected to be picked around here i think that's okay. a, a decent pick um it, i mean good, it, it's, it's not it's not a great pick considering you had chad lucius and jesper wallstead available but do you, do you think it's like a, a he's a good skater yeah I, yeah. I don't know. I'm giving you like I'm pulling shit out of my ass right now. Why did I? <laughs> this is like every one of the teams that's drafting right now. Getting great. pretty far down to <laughs> to my knowledge base. So like, um, I, I so, think it makes sense based on everything I've seen that he gets picked 16th. But and based cool. and based on like I, I was just lambasting teams for picking for like their needs or whatever. But this is like a team need. I think Brennan Othman fits what they could use but yeah that being said just pick someone who's better and then trade for something that you could use i guess but i don't know it's he's not so far off that i think it's a bad pick like i think i think passing on lucius for offman here if you're the rangers makes sense yeah. i think it's i think it's tough to pass on wallstead here though yeah like uh <laughs> like oh man so right now we have the jets have one one pick before they pick, and they have they have Walsh on the board, Lucius on the board, Lysel on the board, and Smetchkov. I'm going to tell you right now, Lysel is a very divisive prospect that most people actually expect to be picked in the 20s. He's got oh, really? elite potential um, and offensive ability, but apparently has some attitude issues, it seems. And even it even just seems like rumors of attitude issues. It doesn't seem like there's anything confirmed, but you know how the NHL GMs are about that kind of stuff, so... That sounds um, line, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think the Jets are going Fabian Lysel. You think they'll go Lucius? He's a center, isn't he? He is a center. I don't think they would go. Oh, it's tough. Because like, yeah, you've got, if you've got Lucius and Wallstead available, it's hard to not pick one of those two. But right? but they need go... a defenseman. And you I go wouldn't... they might just say Coolman's is our guy. Really? Oh man. Or they might or they might go Carson Lambos. I saw some scouts pegged Carson Lambos as the best defenseman in the draft. Really? Yeah. I think There's... honestly I would probably want a defenseman and I hope Chevy does. He's pretty good at drafting, so I think I would trust him with that. The pick is in for yeah. St. Louis. The goes. website Puck Authority had him ranked 3rd out of all players in this draft, Carson Lambos. Here we go. Zachary Bolduke, okay. What? Not not out of the question, but still surprising when Chaz Lucius is on the board. Wow, I hate to be Chaz right now. That's brutal. And honestly, like St. Louis, I feel like does not have the best goalie pipeline. They should have probably taken Wallstead there. <laughs> like they had all the hats in front of him, and they're like, <laughs> "Let's pick one of the hats." <laughs> <laughs> well, Duke, I think was expected to be picked like early twenties. So it's not um, like it's not crazy, but still, still weird. 
Oh man, here we go. Jets, Jets have Wallstead on the board, Lucius on the board, Lambos on the board, Lysel on the board, Colbin's on the board. Oh my god, this is crazy. It's wild. <laughs> it's it's Cole Perfetti all over again. It's literally Cole Perfetti all over again. Uh what do you who do you think they'll pick? I mean, you can never have too many good centers. So in Chaz Lucius, I've read as 40 goal potential in the NHL. Yeah, I, th- I think it would be really fun if they took Chaz Lucius. I would love to buy a Chaz Lucius jersey. <laughs> I just think it's a and stupid like name. The best name. <laughs> but um, I can understand. Oh, it's it's tough when you've got one of the two best goalies in the league and, Con- and Connor Hellebuck to pick a goalie prospect right now. But you still need to like be like pick for the inevitability that a goaltender will not play unbelievable stand on his head hockey for the rest of his career. Yeah. So I don't so, know. I think if I were in Shovel Dayoff's position right now, I would probably pick Wallstead. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't I, think they will. I, I think they'll go with a defenseman. I think you're going to do Lam, Lambdos. La- Lambos? Lambos? Lambdos? Lam, Lambda? <laughs> Lambda. Uh, <laughs> They're going to go with the Lambda variant. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I, I hope that they go with some, I think they, I would really like a commitment to defense because right now it's not. Oh, and Carson Lambos is from Winnipeg. Oh, he he played for the Winnipeg ice. Oh yeah. I've heard about that actually. Yeah. Sorry. So I really, I hope they feel like they're going Lambos then to be honest. That's like a hometown pick. Like that'd be super cool. And to like generate that buzz in the market, I think it would be really, really big. So we're just course and cool in this play. Let's find out. Yeah. His name it's Corson. <laughs> the really Not Carson, weird. but Corson. Corson. <laughs> Shane Corson cool. Don't call me Shane Corson cool. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's from Regina, so not too far away, but it's not not the same. Oh man, I hope they pick somebody good. So who? Do, so you think they're taking Lambos? They got to pick a D prospect, yeah. So I think Lambos would be great. It just works. Out, the narrative just works so well. It fought. They he falls to them. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, why would you pick? Why would you pick a, a Coolman when you can have a sweet set of Lambos? <laughs> and you get and doubles I, of Lambos. <laughs> and I think right now is the perfect time for defensemen to come off the board again because, like, they've because I think everyone else has been picked already. Yeah. So I think right now D has worked really well with like Hainola coming through the system and Sandberg coming through the system and getting another and, D prospect. And, That's and Hainola and Sandberg are fine, but they're not like elite level defensive prospects, yeah. really. Not that yeah. Lambos is, but he's, I think, I think he has the potential to be better than those two. Yeah, for sure. So, again, oh, pick is in. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> There's so many good options. If they pick a Tyler Boucher type, I'll be uh, fucking livid. Chevy's got this. I trust Chevy. Chaz Lucius. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, nice. All right. That's, that's um, all right. I'm okay with Chaz Lucius there. That's that's the so that's basically the same as Cole Perfetti getting a, a really good center who was expected yeah. to be like eleventh or twelfth drops to eighteenth. Yeah. Chip on his shoulder, probably. Yeah. 
and just a sweet name, just a stupid, preppy, <laughs> shitty, weird name. Oh, 6'1", 185, he's a big, big guy. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's and hard to can't... pass. It's hard to pass on the local guy in Carson Lambos, I, which I get, but, but... Jazz Lucius was the better player available. And when you, and uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. And when you fall, when you fall to like, you have a night, you have a center that should have gone like what, top 10? And he falls to you like at 18. Yeah, I, saw, I saw a lot of people project him as like a seventh or eighth pick overall. So, yeah. Like, like on the athletic app, both of their uh, prospects, writers, Scott Wheeler and Corey Pronman had him in their top 10. Yeah. So, there you go. So, yeah, I, I think that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. You, can never, you can never get enough centers, really. Yeah. Like centers versus yeah. opposition. So. And, I, and I would just be happy that you didn't pick some weird shit off the board <laughs> you mean like the senators yeah <laughs> so yeah i'm okay right. with that That's congrats it. and i am Woo! as the jets as my 1b team <laughs> easing trying to ease their way up into 1a slowly but surely um, yeah back back to back years of getting perfetti and lucius that's a that's a pretty good depth down the middle eh? yeah if they turn out the way that they're supposed to absolutely yeah so I'm happy. Um, yeah. So we got we got through to the Jets pick. Um, that's the podcast. That's the podcast. It's been the long, <laughs> a long one. Thanks for sticking with us as we just like kind of tap dance on the spot and improvise shit. <laughs> just uh, yeah, it's it's been a wild ride. It shouldn't have taken this long, but the NHL is slow. So uh, Wyatt, I'm guessing Walstead gets taken next, but. Uh, We'll, we'll learn at another time. So thanks for joining with me. Um, have a great night. Enjoy your weekend. And uh, go Jets go. Woo, thanks for having me on. Go Jets go.